Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now, are you in your 20s or 30s? Well, first off, lucky you, you can probably still handle a night out with your friends and not feel like you're dying for a week after only having two glasses of wine and going to bed by 9.30. But you don't want to waste all your time and energy partying away your youth because if you do a few small things in those early years, you can make it much easier for yourself financially as those later years really hit you in the face unexpectedly. Seriously, where did all these wrinkles come from? They weren't here before, and now they are, and they're not going anywhere. Anyway, something tells me you didn't come here for age-related whinging, so I'll just pass over to financial advisor and founder of On Your Own Two Feet, Helen Baker, who has four things you can pop on your to-do list today to help later you out. So we're going to look at these four tips for the 20s and 30-year-olds. So the first one, which is the fabulous one I love, which is investing in yourself, because you imagine what you can do if you take the time to invest in your education and pursue your dreams. And not only the fun that you can have because you're doing something that you love and exploring those giftings and talents that you've got and applying them into something that really makes your heart sing. But financially, you'll be rewarded. Number one, because when you're doing something that you love, you're just really good at it. And so you'll enjoy your job and you look successful and you'll get promoted because people can see you're really good at what you do. But secondly, because financially, there will be better outcomes for you when you're working and being promoted. So if you're only earning X versus you get a promotion that gives you an extra $20,000 a year, imagine what you could do with that $20,000 because you didn't need it before, you were probably managing. Now's your opportunity to either put that towards a house or to invest it in something else or to look at how you can support some other people who are in not a great position. So you get choices and investing in yourself is going to be one of those things that really determines the future that you have. The second one is around insurances. Now we're all invincible and we all have our Superman pants on when it comes to our health or what the future holds. But we've certainly seen that things can come from left field all the time. So we talk about having four insurances. There's a life insurance, a total and permanent disablement insurance, income protection and trauma. They're your four personal insurances and then there's private health and general insurance as well. The opportunity you have as a 20 to 30 year old is that getting insurances in place when you're young, such as income protection. So you think about how much money you might make while you're working. So let's say you earn $80,000 a year and you do that for the next 40 years. That's $3.2 million. And it's probably going to be more than that based on what we were talking about before with investing in yourself and just the increase in pay over time. So it's an enormous amount of money that you're going to use to raise a family, to travel, to get a home, to build for your future. So when it comes to insurances like income protection, if we get in early when we're young, it's very likely that we don't have any health history so we can be fully covered 
for what we want to be covered for. But there's also a technical two terms called a level premium and a stepped premium. And the benefit of having an insurance policy that's for a very long time is often locking it in at a level premium because it doesn't go up in big chunks like a stepped premium. So again, do your research, talk to an insurance broker or your financial advisor about what is best for you. The third one is understanding that not all debts are equal. And this is always interesting when you talk to somebody and you say, how do you feel about debt? And they go, oh, I hate it, I hate it. And generally then you go, okay, you're talking about credit card debt. Oh yeah, that's terrible because the interest rates are around 18 to 20% for many of those. So it's a significant interest that traps you in there. So credit card debt is what we call bad debt. We look at good debt is something like your home because you would have to pay rent anyway. By having this home, you're kind of paying rent to yourself and paying this home off. Yes, with interest and yes, it's a big commitment and you have other costs associated with it, but you're generally having an asset that you can either sell in the future, be it downsize or actually sell and rent and lots of choices when you have something. So that's what we call good debt. And the third one is what we call smart debt, which is about using that money to invest. So when you invest using borrowed money, that money is the interest on that money is tax deductible and you have some income that is coming in from that investment hopefully as well. So over time, that investment should have capital growth and income to support you or one or the other, depending on what the investment is. So three different debts there that are all different and have different purposes and different outcomes. And lastly, making a will. Now, again, you're probably thinking, oh, I'm young. I'm just me. It doesn't matter. But I've certainly seen situation where a young person who did have a quite terrible situation and the insurance paid out, which was a substantial amount of insurance from his super fund that was going through to his will and then to find out that he didn't have a will. So making sure that you have a will in place to direct where you want your funds to go. If you don't have somebody that you really care about that you want to leave it to, I know a lot of people out there really care about animals or they care about the planet and there are things and charities that they'd like to leave their money to. And most importantly, the other way is to think about what about money coming to you from parents and their will and having a chat with your parents, not because you want to know what's in it, but sometimes parents haven't done their will or they did it and they put a particular property in there which no longer exists or they left it and had an extra child and then didn't update their will. And most importantly, I'm passionate about what we call keeping the assets in the bloodline. So making sure that money flows through to the right person, just in case relationship breakdown happens down the track or gambling issues, making sure that that money is protected. So Sounds a bit blah and complicated and like, oh my goodness. But you know what? Getting the right people around you, you can do it. People are there to help you who specialize in these areas. So invest in yourself. Make sure you check out these insurances. Consider what appropriate debts can make a difference to your situation. And make sure you wrap it up with that will so that everything goes where it needs to go in an easy fashion and we're not leaking money by not having the right things in place. And I look forward to seeing you on your own two feet and staying there. 
Oh, old lady you with her wrinkles and four-day hangovers will thank you for it. And you know what we would thank you for? A review in your podcast app. If it lets you do that, sneak on in, tell us what you think about the show, if it's lovely, and we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>